0: What up guys? Welcome to another episode of We're Not As Dumb As We Think We Are podcast. Hey, thanks for listening. We would like to encourage you, if you choose to listen to our podcast, keep listening to it. There's usually a subscribe button somewhere near the podcast you're listening to now, whatever iTunes, Anchor website, or somewhere else. Subscribe to our podcast we would greatly appreciate that. Maybe it'll help Bill gain some more money so he can live a more lavish lifestyle. That would be good. Which he is all about. So, Bill, my question for you today is,
1: what's the worst type of breakfast food? (laughs) That's another interesting question. I was anxious to hear what you'd ask me today. The worst type of breakfast food? Yes, worst type. Oh, that's a... The because I like breakfast and I like almost all breakfast foods. Um, but the worst type of breakfast food. Can you just answer the question already? You're What's I don't I don't dislike any breakfast. Come foods. on, Hillary. <laughs> I don't like dislike any breakfast foods, uh, but my least favorite is probably um,
0: quiche. Quiche. That took you way too long to answer.
1: Well, I like everything.
0: Why don't you like, do you like crepes? Yeah. Uh, do you like oatmeal? Yeah. Of course you like oatmeal. Bill's like the pickiest eater known to man, and so oatmeal's like the most boring. I don't think I'm the pickiest eater, but I like uh, normal type Do you
1: like uh, jalapeno cheese bagels? No. See, that could be the worst. I didn't, I didn't think about that one. But I like grits. I like oatmeal. I like cream of wheat. I like eggs. I like French toast. I like pancakes. I like bacon, I like turkey bacon, sausage. So all those things I like. So it was hard to say when you, what I don't like. When you said you liked all the breakfast foods,
0: yeah. that made people not need you to list off all the breakfast foods you like because oh. all means all of them. Oh, well, but I guarantee you, there's a breakfast food you haven't tried yet. You probably hate it.
1: If I knew what it was, I would say.
0: I'm just glad you didn't say like donuts.
1: You should have asked me what my favorite breakfast cereal was. No.
0: That
1: would have been a better question. Nobody cares.
0: Well, Speaking of breakfast cereal, did you know Sour Patch Kids now has a breakfast cereal? I did
1: not, but that would be a interesting. I've tried
0: it without meals. milk. I haven't tried it with the milk yet. I look forward to trying it with the milk. Really? It's, it's a little tart. like it literally. It's fruity, though, which I like.
1: So, I can't think that would be good.
0: Well, you don't know anything about breakfast foods. Apparently not. But we're not going to talk about breakfast foods the whole time. So, today for our podcast, we're going to talk about something that Bill does all the time. No, it's not um, hang out downtown by the river. It is. <laughs> he reads all the time. Reading, yes. That's what I do a lot of, that's true. Whether he hangs downtown by the river a lot, I'm not sure. I don't, but yes, I don't hang out there. We're going to talk about reading, you know, the reading rainbow. But not just a boring thing like the Reading Rainbow or just reading in general. Bill's got some good thought-provoking questions today that hopefully will maybe spark your interest in reading some more in your life. I don't like to read usually. I've become, a more, oh, I've become more interested in reading in the, probably the last decade. Part of it going to college and then reading for gaining knowledge in my job. I rarely ever read for entertainment, though. But reading to gain knowledge is a good thing. So, Bill, what
1: is the first question you have for Well, us? Aaron kind of already mentioned it. I think it was uh, interesting that he uh, didn't really classify himself as liking to read, but in the last 10 years or so, he's been reading more. And I'd say in the last year or year and a half, he even read more than he has before. So i would just start by asking, why is it important you to read? What has what brought about your newfound interest in reading i don't know if it's a interest
0: more or less probably the best way to gain wisdom and knowledge outside of one-on-one conversations with people who know more than you is reading something whether it's a book a blog post um an article in the newspaper which um it's probably the least common thing but Reading books has been more common to me to help me grow in certain areas of my life. Like last year, one of the big things I wanted to do was to improve on a leader. So I read some more leadership books. Um, I try to always read some youth ministry books since I am a youth minister or student minister. Um, So it's important to me because I know I can do better at the things I want to do better at, like leadership or student ministry or something else by reading from someone who knows more than I do about it.
1: What's a, uh, what areas do you think probably are, are the things that you have spent more time reading about? You mentioned some of them, youth ministry, you mentioned leadership. Uh, what is it that draws your attention to uh, a book? Why do you pick a certain book to read? If, if somebody was out there saying, you know, I get what Aaron said, I'd like to read a little bit more, but I don't even know where to start. What do you tell them?
0: Well, I will say this. Do judge a book by its cover.
1: That's good advice?
0: See, people say, don't judge a book by its cover. I get that. But in the day and age we live in now, I do judge books by cover. Like, you can't see any of the books I have in front of me, but most of them have pretty appealing covers. I look at them and I'm like, oh, that book looks
1: interesting. (laughs) I think that's subjective, by the way, because I don't know that I think they're that
0: interesting. Not every book that has a great cover is a good read. I have read boring and awful books that had a great cover. My point is, if they put the time and the effort to make the book look appealing visually, then it's a good chance that it's probably worth reading. Not always, but probably.
1: That's interesting.
0: Now, where do I where do I start? To, what people to read? I guess it depends what you're interested in to read. Like for me, I wanted to grow in leadership, so I sought out some ways of finding out what were good leadership books whether it's talking to friends or getting on a Facebook group of other youth ministers or just searching leadership books and looking at the reviews on Amazon and stuff like that so um, what do you do? As far as choosing books? No, what do you do in your free time to entertain yourself?
1: <laughs> well <laughs> Yes,
0: choosing books oh,
1: well, I, was, I, I look at, I like to read a, a wide range of different things so and I keep a list of what I read uh, each year which is I know pretty nerdly but that's what I do so well, that's not I mean that's not nerdly I guess it's I guess you like to so there's, feel there's some, some year that, that's last year I read twenty three books that's it. Which is a little bit low for, I think, in don't my you, mind. Don't you read like normally like 50 a year? I have read f- as high as 50 or 60 a year before. Oh. But I had some other things I was reading Were they like 20-page Bernstein Bear books? <laughs> no, no. Can that count? Usually the average size book that I would read is probably 250 pages. Oh. But I have read some larger books this year. But I did some other things too. I, did, I didn't read as much, which is on me. But, but I like to read um, some Christian uh, devotional or... Uh, edification books, things that will help me be a better Christian. Uh, some of those would be, I read, read some Christian academic stuff, challenging me about Bible study. I like to read fiction. I like to read Christian fiction and just regular fiction too, so I read a wide range of those things. So, I read whatever's interesting to me at the time. I, I don't necessarily judge a book by its cover. I like certain authors. I you have, should. I have read everything that certain authors have written because I like what they write. Uh, okay. So, I read everything that certain authors write. I people talk to me about saying, Hey, this is a really good book, you should read it. I try to pay attention to that. Uh but so whatever interests me, but it's it's hardly ever the cover. It's more often what somebody said about the book or the author.
0: Yeah, I mean the cover thing I rarely go into a store and be like, Oh, I'm gonna read that book based on the cover. Usually I, I wanna have to read something, but it's hard for me to wanna read a book if I think the cover is
1: terrible. Right. But um well, let me ask you, cause if you're advising somebody, and there are a lot of people that tell me that I hate to read. I mean, people that are listening to our podcast might say they hate to read. So reading is not easy. Very few people that I know just read just for sheer fun. There are lots of them that do, and I do, but I don't know if the majority do. I suspect they don't. So what do you tell somebody who doesn't necessarily find a journal out of reading? Why should they read, and what should they read as Christians? Because they're not going to read just 50 books a year. So what three or four books should they read, and and how do they get motivated to do it? What
0: books should they read? Was that what you asked me? What books they should read?
1: Yeah, if you're gonna to recommend to them, what should they read? Well, for all oh, they hate.
0: What do I say? Someone if they hate
1: reading. Yeah, they don't like to read. They're not gonna read fifty books. I don't.
0: They might read three. I don't think anyone really does hate reading. As a, I mean, you read all the time. People read. I mean, they don't read books. People don't like reading books. They want to read a book because it's a. It takes up a chunk of time. It takes a while to read a book, you know. I mean, but you shouldn't hate reading because reading is really good. And if you have a hard time reading, there's audiobooks, which makes life easier. You can listen in your car or whatever. Um, if I had to recommend, I don't know, you should read these books. Like, if you're going to read any book, read these books. Yeah. Um, I mean, most of them are going to be Christian living books. That's Yeah, I would I think so. I don't have any uh like, uh, you should read, I mean, you should read some Dr. Seuss, like, Oh, the Places Will Go. It's a classic. It is.
1: It'll change your life. It's a graduation gift, actually.
0: Um, one of the books that I really enjoyed when I was early on in student ministry, I actually did, like, a sermon series on it in youth group. It's titled The Christian Atheist by Craig Groeschel. His name is Gross, like Groeschel, and the premise is, he says, Believing in God, but living as... F- as if he doesn't exist. And so he goes through this, this book, chapter by chapter, talking about, he kind of weaves his story into it, but the idea is that, no, we call ourselves Christians, but we live as atheists. Like, we act like God doesn't exist by the way we live our lives, the way we talk. And so it's a real, like, personally challenging book because you begin to reflect on your own life. Well, do I do that? And his big thing was um, his sister was sexually molested and so he talked about how he hated the guy, like he wanted him dead. And he knows. And scripture it talks about to love your enemies. And obviously, he had a really hard time with loving the guy that sexually molested uh, a family member. And so he began just praying for them uh, daily. Just, I forget the exact words, but it's real simple. It's all he could muster. And eventually, he got to a place where he forgave the dude and let it go. And so it's a really good book, Christian atheists. I'd highly
1: recommend that one. Um, so you think a lot of Christians then would benefit... They would grow in their own personal life. Every yeah, because you
0: would start to examine your own life and see, oh yeah, I do that, I need to work on that. Those okay. things I would definitely... Um, say this one I've read bits and pieces of I just recommend it like if you're a Christian you grow up in church you appreciate this more if you've been a Christian for 10 minutes you it'll be hard for you to appreciate it but it's called stuff Christians like it's basically satire that's what it is it basically makes fun of the weird things that Christians do and say um so if you grow up the church like I have you get a good laugh and a good chuckle it's by John Acuff um he's written a lot of books um not all are just like Christian based he's now done some other things too but stuff Christians like like on the cover it says like how to properly do the side hug basically pretty funny because in in Christian circles a man and a woman who aren't married aren't supposed to hug full frontal they're supposed to do the side hug that's what's appropriate Bill knows all about the side hug uh,
1: yeah that's funny Uh, for me I would recommend to anybody that's wanting to read and and enhance their Christian life it's a book by Howard Hendricks it's an older book his son William Hendricks wrote it with him it's called Living by the Book And it is a book that just very plainly and very simply teaches you how to read and understand the Bible. And I think that's why people don't read the Bible, because they're intimidated by the Bible. And this book has been one of the best books I have ever found to help people understand how to read the Scripture. It's written in a very plain, straightforward, simple way. It's not very long. It's I don't know maybe three hundred and seventy five pages give or take, and uh, <laughs> well there's longer ones than that so I think that's a good book. So um, well, hold on. Um, so like was it basically it just basically teaches you how to read the Bible? Yeah, I mean it gives you pretty practical, very instructions about what to do, how to understand, how to observe the text starting with a verse. Uh, then it, it, it talks about how you are to read it thoughtfully, how to think about a verse, how to do that. Uh, it talks about how to to read selectively and and what to look for. Yeah. It's just a very practical very good understanding now, of how to read the Bible. Let me let me ask you
0: this about that book cuz that seems like a good book that would like I think all Christians would really benefit from because I think a lot of I hear a lot is I want to read the Bible but I don't know where to start, I don't know what to right. do. But someone else hears 375 pages. You're like I got to read a 375 page book before I read the Bible which is really long as well. Are there easy ways
1: just like pick and choose some sections right. in that book? Okay, I, I would say it, it starts out with the very beginning, why people don't study the Bible and why you should study the Bible, how 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 this book can help. And you don't have to read the whole thing in one sitting and then apply it. So you can start by... So you
0: can pick and choose some sections. Yeah, the first part, okay.
1: value of observations, begins on page 51. You read that, and then you can take that what you have learned in that little section, mm-hmm. which is five pages, mm-hmm. and then you can go to the Bible and apply that. And then you can go to the next section and, and, and add to what you already know to give yourself even deeper Bible study. But as you read through the book, if you read through the Bible, let's say you start with the Gospel of John or you start with the Gospel of Mark, and you apply what you're reading uh, in this book a, a chunk at a time, a chapter mm-hmm. at a time, to what you're reading in the Gospel, I think you'll find that the, the Bible becomes much easier to read and becomes much more alive for you. So I think living by the book Nice. My oh, Hendrix.
0: And FYI, all the books we mentioned, I'll put in the show notes so that you can find them on Amazon or Walmart or books.com or I think that's a website or uh, Barnes and Noble, you know.
1: I think that book is one that I would recommend to every Christian because I've heard it lots of times. I don't know how to read the Bible, don't know where to start. The next so what's, one, what's the other book you got over there don't know how say is dating for dummies no that's a that's a teacher book but I would say dating for dummies would, is a teacher book no no not dating for dummies I that's that's something else okay. uh, <laughs> I would encourage people also to read Max Lucado, his my favorite probably devotional uh, okay. author for new Christians I think he writes in a very plain straightforward way it's the way that I try to teach try to talk to and the book I would recommend for his is God came near he's got all of them are good. Everything he's written probably has twenty-five books out there. You won't go wrong reading any of them. But the one that I'd recommend for Christians, at the, uh, particularly newer Christians, starting out, you know, reading and trying to add that dimension to your spiritual growth, I'd say God Came Near. The chapters are pretty short. They're kind of each of them is a self-contained devotional thought, and it points you to Scripture. Most of the time, it has a study guide in the back of the with it. You can kind of fill out. But God Came Near is another book I'd recommend for for Christians. That's by Max Lucado. Max Lucado. Yeah, he's probably one of my favorite Christian authors, I think. Do you, Who, know, you know you know David Robinson goes to his church? I did know that. You know, he, David Robinson Flurs. is an
0: ex-NBA player. He got thrown out of the league for being too mean. Did you know that? That's not true. He's a he, Christian.
1: Did, did you know that I met Max Lucado at the North American Christian Convention? He, you did? He shook my hand and everything. Oh,
0: man. I, were I, his hands clean?
1: His hands were, were clean. But yeah. yours weren't? Well, and I, I haven't washed his hands. just kidding kidding. that's not true. But I did actually meet him. That's cool. So who is your favorite Christian author? If if I told you Lucian is one of mine, who is who is yours?
0: Um, I would say probably I've liked a lot of what Andy Stanley has written. Andy Stanley, Andy Stanley is interesting because lately things he said I don't know if I always agree upon. So I don't know if I've read any a lot lately of his. Why that's not true. Andy Stanley's good. Um, Craig Rochelle's good. Francis Chan. I like Francis Chan. I've read two of his books, Erasing Hell, which is basically a book all about that hell is real and it exists. It was kind of a rebuttal to Rob Bell's Love Wins book, Um, but real informative, easy read to learn about what scriptures say about hell. And then his recent book, Letters to the Church, which I really enjoyed and really like blew up my brain there for a little bit. And he really likes
1: the cover of that book a It lot. is. It's a
0: cool looking cover. Um, just about the church and his story about leaving the churches in California and starting the small churches in San Francisco and just made me really think and still making me think. I'm still working through it. I read it maybe a month or two ago about what the church should look like and how we should be Christians. So Francis Chan, Andy Stanley, Craig Gochelle. But one I've only read one of his well I guess another one's Carrie Newoff. Uh, these are a lot of authors. Kerry Newhoff has written uh, two or three books. He's pretty good. His last book, like, it was good. It wasn't, like, my favorite because it, it talked about, like, you know, struggles you have in ministry or struggles you have as a leader. Where it's not like I don't struggle, but it wasn't like the book, it wasn't going through a season of struggle, so it didn't really hit home for me. But one I would really recommend author is Carlos Whitaker. He, I think he's written more than one book, but it's called Killing the Spider. And it's a really interesting concept that kind of um, rattled my brain. Is the idea is, you know, like as we as Christians, he tells a story about this this person that's at this revival and goes up to the minister each night, like, hey, help God to pray to get the cobwebs out of my life, you know, whatever the cobwebs were, whatever the sins were. And so... Every night this person would come up, and eventually the pastor is like, this is ridiculous. Why is this person asking for the same thing every night? Like, we get it, we got it. And so the last night when he came up, he prayed not to get the the cobwebs out, but prayed that they would kill the spider. And so that the idea is, is that the whole book is based off his personal story, but the idea is that we all have issues that are cobwebs, but ultimately there's a spider that really causes those issues. And once we kill the spider, we can overcome whatever major malfunction or sin or struggle we're dealing with and so I read through that book in like two days that's normally that's really fast for Aaron Peer to read a book it Mm -hmm. takes sometimes months to read through a book because I don't like to sit down and read for a long time so that was a really long-winded answer
1: no that's all right I think those are good books and uh I I didn't know the last author I'm not familiar with the last author but the rest of them I am familiar with and have read uh, well Carlos Whitaker
0: is real hip and cool
1: He's that got, might not be why i He's got tattoos,
0: and he's on Instagram all the time. And
1: well, I'm okay with tattoos and Instagram, but I just haven't read his book. But
0: I'm trying to convince Bill to get a face tattoo starting now, <laughs>
1: like Mike Tyson. I think <laughs> that I could. would be something, all right. Uh, for me, the authors that I like um, are, are, no surprise, you're somewhat older. Um, I like Philip Yancey a lot. Now he's a he's an older writer. He's still alive. He he is still alive. Okay. Um, some of his books that have been meaningful to me. What's so amazing about Grace? Uh, it was written in '97, but it is still probably one of the most hey, profound, 10 years old back then. profound books that I have read about understanding God's grace and what it means. Another practical book, and I've read it now through. I've read it through three times. This book, and it's just because people um, I run into have issues and struggles. He wrote, "Where's God when it hurts?" And I wrote that in 1977. Mm. But I've read that three times, and I just read it recently, a year and a half ago. And uh, just because so many people I know struggle with that, and I think yeah, the words he has there are, are good. Yeah, that's a good topic that a lot of Christians and non-Christians mm-hmm. will ask. And he wrote The Jesus I Never Knew, also. Uh, he wrote several others, and all of his are good. His books are a little bit more difficult to read than Lucado's. I think they're not as, um, it's not as conversational writing. It's a little bit more of an academic writing, I suppose. But, but I like, I like what he writes. I think he makes you think... Um, the question that never goes away he wrote i read that one too after the shooting at virginia tech and he traveled to several other different places where people were asking questions about why these things happen and where's god during these things and he wrestles with that and i thought that was a fascinating read it's uh so he, he tends to take on practical real world issues and and thinks about them through the lens of Scripture and, and through the lens of Jesus. It, it's interesting to me. I think he's very good. Another guy that I, I like to read that's not as popular, at least in my mind anyway, but I, I've always liked him, is Mark Buchanan. You ever heard of Mark Buchanan? He wrote Your God is Too Safe, Your Church is Too Safe. Hmm. He's wrote a lot of other things, but those two books I thought were fascinating. Um, Your God is Too Safe is like 2001, and Your Church is Too Safe is like 2014. But I think that's interesting. He, he is very... Uh, much a practical guy he he writes um a little bit less academic than nancy but a little bit more difficult than than lucato but i like buchanan and again i, I think that he's probably the, the best unknown author Craig uh Groeschel. Groeschel is i have read some of his stuff i gave away some of his books at christmas to people that i think uh i, I every year uh Kimber and I give each other the the best book we've read that year, and I gave a Groschel book to her, uh, and to her husband, uh, Which and they one? gave me books. I gave him, I gave them the uh, uh, Christian Atheist oh, okay. book, nice. and then there's another one about uh, identity, about your identity and who you are that Groschel wrote. I look that up and see what that was called. I don't want to not say it because I think it's a good one. Uh, that was also one that I read this. Uh, uh, this year that I thought that's a, a good book to share so uh, we've been doing that as an alter ego that's what okay alter ego yeah I gave uh, I read both those books and I thought they were fascinating and, and um, just good ones to, to share and, and again I like to uh, I get, there are, are people that I will will over the time will, will Kimber and Sean and then there's a, a couple students at the college that, that we have started giving each other the best books we've read that year, So I shared some of those books. I like those. So those are the things. But uh, we talked about mostly nonfiction books and talked about ways that you can improve your walk and, 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 and your life and, and various things. I'll just do one really quick, briefly, really briefly. If you're a teacher, a Sunday school teacher, teaching in any realm, you should read Bruce Wilkinson's The Seven Laws of the Learner. Long book. I used it for my classroom stuff. Best teaching book.
0: He really knows had. how to convince people. You should read this book. It's
1: long. Well, it is long. I don't want to hide it from I know everybody. you don't want to hide it. I guess
0: that's true. That's but nice of you. It's a
1: good book and it's one that you should read. If you're a teacher, that's a great read. But we talked about nonfiction stuff. Is there any, do you ever read any Christian fiction? And, and I'm just curious to know why or why not.
0: Christian fiction? Or any other fiction for that matter? Uh, I don't. The last time I read a Christian fiction book, and it's the only time, and it wasn't because it was bad or anything. I read Frank Peretti's half like ninety pages of Frank Peretti's The Book House. Yes, It's um, also by Ted Decker. Ted Decker, yes, Frank Peretti and Ted Decker. Um, I was had some free time and someone gave it to me, and so I tried reading it. And I was, I mean, I was engaged, but just never finished it. I don't read fiction books because movies are better. Well,
1: that's. Fair. I'd
0: rather watch a movie than read a book. I'm not against it. Um, my wife reads fiction books all the time. She's an English teacher and she reads fiction books all the time. Kara Pierce, shout out.
1: Um, I hope she's listening.
0: She hasn't listened to any of our podcasts yet (laughs) that I know of. Maybe she has today. Maybe that's what she's doing right now, but she's not. No, I'd much rather just watch a movie. Now I have listened to one. So this is terrible. If you are, well, I don't think it's terrible, I've read one fiction book in its entirety since high school. <laughs> and um, that was The Circle, which was a movie. So I went and saw the movie, The Circle, which was fine. It was okay. Tom Hanks and that girl from Harry Potter, uh, Emma Watson. Emma that Watson, right? yeah. that's her name. So the movie was interesting, but the ending was just wonkity. I didn't really like the ending, so I was like... Well, maybe wonkity? Wonkity, yeah. It's a really technical term. So I was like, I'll listen to it, because I'm not going to read it. So I listened to the audiobook and it took... 14 hours so it took me a while to finally listen to it and the book was like or the the book is much more raunchy than the movie the movie was raunchy at all and I was like oh my goodness so I wasn't I was kind of drawn back by that but the book ended just in a lame way as the movie did so but no I don't read fiction books because I'd rather watch a TV show or movie and I have a wonderful imagination like it's beautiful
1: the, well, be- can- the movie The Beautiful Mind <laughs> Might have been about my mind. I can. I don't think that's true, but I can vouch that he Whatever. does have a great imagination, no, no. and I do think that he loves movies and would prefer that. I do like Christian fiction. Just a quick shout out to those that are interested in it. Frank Peretti is my favorite, probably Christian fiction writer. He's kind of a Christian Stephen King, and uh, his stuff is is uh, can is be he, out there a little bit. Did he make a clown? He didn't make a it clown too. called it. I did read it. Or uh, Pennywise, I guess his name. That of the clown. that, that book's like a, like eleven 1, hundred pages. It, it is. Yes, it is. Uh That's gross. It's long, and it's not very clean either. But Peretti's books are clean, but they are uh, uh, in the spiritual, supernatural realm, thriller range. Uh, Ted Decker, another great Christian writer that I have read, that writes Christian fiction, excellent stuff. Again, I like that kind of edgy, um, kind of a. Uh, it's not uh, thriller. Spence kind of thing I did read House that you started reading it's an interesting book fascinating ending so I like all those guys so I don't think you'll go wrong with a uh, uh, Christian fiction book a lot of folks a lot of uh, ladies are reading uh, Karen Kingsbury that's out there too I've seen familiar with that you don't really care I don't have a clue who that is you don't care but there's a lot of I'm engaged a lot of uh, fiction writers so there's some great Christian fiction out there that you should check out and guys you will enjoy Peretti or Decker. If you like to read, those guys are great writers, and you'll enjoy them.
0: That's probably true. You know, the best, I can tell you now, the best fiction book you ever read. And here's the funny story is, so in my English class, my senior in high school, so I wasn't very good at English. I failed English my junior in high school, and my guidance counselor told me my senior year, you basically need to take the dumb person English class if you want to get that English credit. So it's called Applied Communications, where you learn how to, communicating the workforce but one of the things we did in class is we read the book Jurassic Park out loud together why I don't know but it was really good like Jurassic Park is a really good book it's a great movie as well one of my favorite movies but I would recommend the book over I think the book is better than the
1: movie I think you'll find that happens a lot
0: no it's not true <laughs> it's probably true that's what I hear all the time but I don't read fiction books I would rather just watch the movie I would be interested like are the comic books better than the Marvel movies or the DC comics better than the DC movies? Well,
1: this is a, a weird, nerdly answer, but I really liked Avengers Infinity War. And so I kind of nerded out or geeked out and got online and looked at all the stuff. And they followed the comic books pretty well, so I did check out the comic books because I wanted to see what happened to Thanos. and
0: You wanted to find out what Harry happened books. before you watched it on the movie? I did. Why?
1: That's just how it is.
0: You're a... Poor decision. That's what I'm going to say.
1: Well, it was interesting. Still, the movie was great. I've seen the movie three times. i even bought the movie. Uh, You've seen it three times? I
0: have. Uh, It was really good. So, fiction books. It's okay if you read them, but I'd much rather watch a movie.
1: But if you read Christian fiction, there are lots of good Christian authors out there. So, if you like fiction, don't turn away. And the best fiction American fiction novel of all time. Any idea what that might be, Aaron? Of all time? It's not Jurassic Park. The, the um, best American fiction so, novel of I all I mean, novels. here's a books that like I had to read in high school okay. or we were. That you had to look at the cover. There's Catcher in the Rye. That's a good one, but There's, not what I was thinking. Of. Um, kill a Mockingbird. That's the one. I That's think. the one. That's the best American novel. Harper Lee, the Kill a Mockingbird. What was the other one? The Scarlet Letter. That's Nathaniel Hawthorne. Was yeah. another one. Good one.
0: Um, but yeah, I haven't read that many fiction books. Well, to
1: Kill a Mockingbird, if you only read one, that's the one you should read. All it's right. a movie too.
0: I uh, th- this is the reason I failed American literature in high school is because I had to do a, a book report on uh, that book. But I didn't read it. I just looked at Spark Notes
1: and then made yeah. up a book report. I feel like you're not the only one that's ever done that.
0: <laughs> Probably not.
1: Well, all right, and we're about ready to wrap this up. But what would you tell people? Uh, why we there are some people that love reading some people that are new to reading everybody should read um what impact does uh reading uh christian stuff have on your life and and uh, how would you want to wrap it up it's
0: huge it really is and i've really had i'm one of those people in the boat that really tends towards the the side of doesn't like to read and so i forced myself over the years to read more and it's really done a positive thing in my life in ministry um even reading books about marriage um, parenting now is having two small kids. So um, if you hate to read, man, just start small. Just start reading a little bit at a time, and eventually it'll do some good in your life. That is for sure. What do you want to say, Bill? Nice. That I'm awesome?
1: Yeah, well, you are awesome, and I agree with he what he
0: said. He knows it. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for playing, even though this isn't a game. And again, hey, hit that subscribe button, and if you have a topic you want us to to listen to, not listen to, talk about, <laughs> yeah. let us know. Shoot us an email. It'll be in the show notes. Well, that's it. Have go a great day. Go ahead and read.